Welcome, everyone, to another episode of No One Cares About. You're almost Thai. Wow, we're doing this right away, just like that? I mean, is there a better time to do it? I mean, way to rub it in. Like, this was one of the most maybe exciting matches, such a big deal. It would have been a true underdog story if I would have beat you for my playoff run, and you beat me by a tenth of a point. I mean, I'm not the one rubbing it in. You're the one trying to tell me that there was going to be a stat change. It it could have happened. And a tenth of a point is nothing. It's a yard. It's literally one yard. I don't even know what happened. (laughs) I refuse to watch that game. If I would have gained a yard anywhere, if if you would have lost a yard in a stat correction, then I, I mean, we would have tied for a single yard. And then anything more than that, I would have won. Yeah, I thought I thought you, you had it, to be honest. <laughs> so this hurts even more that you were not even watching the game. I, I'm i in, currently in Florida right now. And so if you – I don't know. Did I talk about this last week? But watching sports on the East Coast is miserable. And I feel sorry for Rox who has to do it every week. But football on Sunday starts at 1 p.m. over here. Yeah, it's really late. It goes – it can go really late over there. It's it makes miserable. no sense. <laughs> and so it's 11 plus o'clock at night. I'm, I'm like kind of watching this game. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it was a close-ish game. It was, it was entertaining. But I mean, the main reason I'm watching this is for our matchup. And I see that, you know, it's it was going to be close. We're going to see how it was going to go, right? I definitely needed a touchdown from Aaron Jones. And then I, I got it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually projected to win now. And yeah, so he was I'm watching putting up this. points early. Yeah, and I'm watching this, and then we're on, like, a final drive. Aaron Rodgers needs this touchdown to stay in the game. I was like, oh, this might actually happen. And then um, he we I think he gets a good run, and like, all right, I'm so close. I'm so close. At that point, I think it's when I hit this scoring, and I was a tenth of a point away. And so it was one yard to tie, anything more than that to win. And then I see A.J. Dillon get injured. And they say that he's on the sideline. I'm like, oh, my God, he's on the sideline. It's over. Like, it's only going to be Aaron Jones now. <laughs> and then I see, even though it's – and Aaron Rodgers isn't isn't in the game anymore because he got injured. So what right. does a backup quarterback do? Run the ball. Like, that's the safest thing to do, right? So I thought I had in the bag. And then I see – and then um, Jordan Love's throwing the ball pretty accurately, doing well. And then I see a throw to Aaron Jones. And I'm like, this is it. All you need to do is catch this ball, and I win. And Aaron Jones drops the ball. (laughs) That drop single-handedly probably cost me my playoff run. Well, we still got to go over matches, matchups later. So I, I, I don't know. I have thoughts. Well, here's a sneak peek. This week I'm facing Lynn, so I'm not feeling great. I mean, I I could give you some reasons later. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'll, I'll be tuning in for that. But going through the rest of my lineup really quickly, I had Brandon Humanis, my own kicker from the Denver Broncos, who scored me three points. If he would have done one field goal and or if he would have scored it oh, because he missed one. He missed one. If he didn't miss that field goal, then guess what? I would have won the match. Hmm. This sounds like an earlier conversation that I brought up where my kicker lost points. I'm not saying that I should not have lost points. I'm I'm just just saying saying it's a big deal if kickers lose points. This was exactly my point a few weeks ago when I brought it up. 
because kickers losing points can cost you a game. Which it clearly did. But no, my point more so is that Denver lost to Carolina 23-10. to They would have scored one more field goal, one more touchdown with an extra point, I win. It, it, the negative isn't what, what I'm more so talking about, is that my my own kicker should have had more production than three points. Well, that would also require your quarterback actually moving the ball across the field. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just give me a field goal range, Russ. You don't even need to score a touchdown. Just give me a field goal <laughs> range. That's all, that's all I ask. Speaking of the Broncos and Russell Wilson, what are your thoughts on uh, the NFL moving their game out of primetime next week? Well, yeah, we got flexed out of primetime. I mean, the... I feel like the consensus of this league is to flex all Broncos games away from primetime. I've had a good <laughs> amount of primetime games this week, or this season, sorry, that have been quite disappointing. Um, so am I too mad about it? I'm not. That's fair. Uh, we've definitely collectively have gone through some horrible matches in primetime with the Broncos. So yeah, I don't think anyone is too worked up over it. <laughs> It was crazy because this season, 19 of all the primetime games are supposed to be AFC West teams, right? Because going into the year, the NFL schedule makers, our good friends, thought that, you know, the AFC West was going to be a powerhouse. I mean, everyone thought they were going to be a powerhouse. But obviously, the Broncos have been disappointing. The Raiders have been disappointing. The Chargers have been a little bit shy of disappointing. And the Chiefs (laughs) have been the Chiefs, I guess. But yeah, yeah, more than half of all the primetime games were supposed to be AFC West, so... Am I surprised that we're getting flexed out? Again, I'm not. Well, that's good. At least you're not disappointed or like super upset about it. I mean, some of the Chiefs fans might be because I'm sure they wouldn't mind watching them just destroy the Broncos in prime time. But that's not really fun for anyone else involved. No, won't be great. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're willing to look past our almost high, uh, we do have some injuries to get into next. You know what? I'm not willing. I'm out. I am going to go back to Disney World, enjoy my last couple days of vacation. Pause all yours. I I can't. Oh, okay. All right, you guys. Well, I I guess Johnny's gone. He just left. He left so abruptly that he even forgot to properly introduce us. So he was Johnny, your commissioner. And as always, he was joined by your favorite co-host, Crispy, who is now going to be spearheading this on her own. So that's fun. (laughs) So that's right, everybody. It's officially the Crispy Takeover of the No One Cares About podcast, giving you all the information that you guys need for Final Dynasty week 13 and obviously looking at week 12 and what went on there. So hopefully you guys don't mind suffering through this with me. Not that I think anyone will suffer, but you know, this is a this is a new experience for us. Maybe we'll get to know each other more. Probably not because I don't want to make this too long and I have a tendency to go on tangents. So I'll save you guys all of the trouble and stick exactly to my notes and what we need to get through because there's a lot of injuries coming up. So I'm going to go ahead and just get through these as quickly as I can. Hopefully it will be painless for us. Obviously not painless for these uh, players, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. First up, and honestly, this is probably not even worth mentioning, but it just gives me giggles. 
We have Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He is dealing with a thumb and rib injury from last week. He is still on waivers, but he was held out of practice early in the week, but he does say he's expected or he expects himself to play. Whatever. You do you, Aaron. For Chicago, we have Justin Fields, quarterback, who's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Lynn, I'm sure this will excite you. Even though he was limited earlier in the week, he was back with a full practice on Thursday, so he should be fine to play. I think Lamar may be dealing with some things too, so this is probably really good timing for you. Though, you honestly just don't even, don't even put a quarterback in. You'll be fine. Another quarterback on this list is Rams' Matthew Stafford, still dealing with a concussion and, and I guess, associated neck injury. PJ, um, I'm sure this is a bummer for you. Stafford is still under concussion protocol. McVay said that they're not rushing him back. Duh. Like, why would you even consider even bringing him back? The Rams' season is over. Just let the poor guy rest. I'm assuming that Stafford's not coming back, so... PJ, if you're, if you're planning on keeping him, um, then obviously stash him away. If not, open up a spot on your on your bench for someone else. Last quarterback we have on this list is Miami's Tua Tagovailoa. He is dealing, I guess, with a sudden knee possible injury. Um, this is on Castro's team. Uh, but even though he did get this designation, he was a full participant in practice. So I think it'll be fine. Obviously, that makes me happy uh, for Tyreek Hill. Moving on to running backs, we have Steelers' Najee Harris dealing with an oblique injury. Rox, I'm sure you're aware that he left the game early. Um, he's also missed practice Wednesday and Thursday, so it's probably something you want to keep an eye on. Another running back on this list, which maybe it's good that Johnny is not around for it, is Green Bay Aaron Jones, who did have a shin and glute injury. But he, he's been limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday, so he should be fine to go for you this weekend, Johnny, though I'm not sure if you ever want to play him again. Another Green Bay running back is A.J. Dillon, also on this list, has a quad injury on Adrian's team. Also limited Wednesday, Thursday, but it sounds like, like Jones, he should be fine. But Adrian, you and I are playing this week. Do you really need to play him? I, I don't think you do. I think you can you can just bench him. Running back Travis Etienne on Chris's team is dealing with a foot injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, um, so it's obviously something to monitor um, being his foot. Hopefully after Friday, you'll have a better idea of whether or not he's going to play. The New York Jets running back Michael Carter also has an ankle injury. Lynn, uh, it looks like you did pick up someone on the waivers for him, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but Michael Carter did miss practice Wednesday and Thursday, so it uh, doesn't look like he's going to play, but obviously something to monitor, but you already have a backup plan for that. Another running back on this list is Washington Commanders Antonio Gibson, dealing with a foot injury as well on Castro's team. He was limited Wednesday and then did not practice Thursday, so hopefully it's not a setback and that he's good to go, but if he's not good to go, that would be really great for Lou and Brian Robinson. Houston running back Rex Burkhead is also on this list. He has a concussion on Fred's team. Um, Fred, obviously, these are just up to protocol. So um, if it's a brand new concussion, probably not going to play, but just something for you to monitor. 
Everyone's favorite LA Rams running back Cam Akers is apparently ill on Lou's team. He missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. I wonder, is this a real reason for Akers or just an excuse for him to not play this weekend? I guess we'll see. Raheem Mostert from Miami is um, also on this list with a knee injury. Jay, he is on your team. He was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but it looks like he's trending towards playing. So probably good to go there. Uh, Let's see if Jay can get another shocking win this week. Talk about that later. Another couple of running backs from San Francisco, though never shocking to hear about running backs or any player getting hurt in San Fran. But we have Christian McCaffrey on this list with a knee injury on Chris's team. I'm telling you, the 49ers have some sort of curse, but he says he'll be good to go. Um, Obviously, we know he's had injuries in the past, so definitely something to keep an eye out on. Hopefully, he doesn't uh, re-aggravate anything if he does play. And of course, Elijah Mitchell, who's been dealing with an injury on Johnny's team this season, uh, further supports my hypothesis of the 49ers being cursed. He's going to be out another six to eight weeks. And will likely be placed on IR. So I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm sure it was pretty exciting to get him back. And now you're going to lose him again. Bengals running back Joe Mixon was under concussion protocol on Castro's team. Uh, But it's looking like he's going to be playing. He has been practicing, though it's been limited. So uh, P. Ryan is likely not a good option to play this week, Lou. Even though he was last week. If Mixon is healthy and ready to go. Last but not least for these running backs is Josh Jacobs for the Raiders has a calf injury that he's dealing with on PJ's team. He is currently limited, but if I recall, I don't even think he was supposed to play last week and he had a monster game, like almost 49 points. That's insane. And I think it was like literally like at the end of the game or like in overtime. Crazy. Super crazy. So I don't know. Maybe this is what he needs to like continue to have crazy games. So PJ, I I know it's probably seems risky, but maybe you play him. Moving on to the wide receivers, Jacksonville Zay Jones has a chest injury. On Johnny's team, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday. Johnny, if you're not already playing him, maybe you can switch him out for Aaron Jones and not have to deal with that little heartache again. <laughs> Eagles wide receiver Devonta Smith is dealing with a groin injury on Chris's team. He was limited Wednesday, Thursday, and Chris, that probably just needs to continue to be monitored to see if he'll be good to go on Sunday. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy has been dealing with an ankle injury on Rock's team. He did not practice again on Thursday, so it's most likely looking that he's not going to play again this week. Um, I think he's been missing a couple of weeks, so Rock's, hopefully you can get him back soon. Like I said, the 49ers are cursed. They have another player on this list. Wide receiver Debo Samuel is suddenly dealing with a quad injury. Lynn uh, Debo's on your team. He was limited Wednesday and then didn't practice on Thursday. So that's a bit concerning. Um, So definitely monitor that. But also a player you don't have to play. There you go. Solving all of our problems for us. Thank you, San Francisco. Crowded Kansas City wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster is dealing with an illness on Adrian's team. So, okay, maybe there is something going around and people are getting sick. It is kind of getting into the winter now. 
temperatures are dropping and this is generally when people get sick. Also, I'm very curious, does the NFL still care about COVID? I mean, we know people are still getting COVID, but somehow miraculously, nobody in the NFL is getting COVID? Hmm. Maybe that's what this is and they just want to tell us. Who knows? But um, Adrian, again, another great candidate for you to bench on your team. Though he was a full participant in practice on Thursday, so he'll probably play. Another wide receiver in Kansas City, Kadarius Toney, still dealing with his hamstring injury. Castro, I'm sure you've got eyes on that. He did miss practice again, so he's likely to miss a second game. But I, again, I, I really do like him and I hope he can come back, but maybe I don't want him to come back for your team. We'll see. This next one is both, well, scary for all of us, but very good for Lynn. Bengals wide receiver Jabbar Chase, who's been dealing with a hip injury since, I think, October, has been limited in practice. Um, He's been limited for a while now, though he hasn't played. He is saying that he believes that he'll play on Sunday. So if he does, that's obviously very exciting for Lynn but extremely bad for Johnny and probably bad for the rest of us if Lynn is going to start getting players back right before the playoffs. Just saying. Another wide receiver on this team is LA Chargers Mike Williams with an ankle injury on Lou's team. He's still missing practice after he re-aggravated his injury and is likely not going to play. So Lou, I'm sure you already have made accommodations since Mike hasn't been playing, but um, hopefully he comes back for you soon. Honestly, Lou, I think you have the most players on this list. My Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup is also dealing with an illness. Clearly, like I said, people are getting sick. He did miss practice Wednesday and Thursday, though it seems that everyone's expecting him to play. So I guess not a big deal. Lou, if you are playing him, I know he had a pretty good game this last week. So we'll see. I I mean, obviously there are the whisperings that OBJ will be joining the team and I do wonder what that'll mean for Michael Gallup and his value as a player but especially going into the playoffs for you and finally we made it to the end of this list we have Brown's tight end David Njokio it's very uh this is very sucky dealing with another knee injury on Jay's team he did miss practice Wednesday and Thursday this is a new knee injury Um, That's not the same knee that he injured earlier in the season. So it's not looking good. He's going to play. So Jay, something to keep an eye out on, but I don't think he's playing. Well, those were our injuries for the week. Moving on to another round of buys. Two teams. Seriously, NFL? Two teams? There's six teams on buy next week. That's why. I absolutely just don't understand why this is like the whoever made the schedule is just a dumb person like i mean i'm i'm sorry like that's rude but seriously let somebody else whoever's been doing it just let someone else doing it because this is just crazy so whatever sorry guys i mean for those of us who have arizona cardinals players ugh, because they're like kind of starting to like get their act together (laughs) but the other team this week is the carolina panthers and literally no one cares if anything our tvs are grateful so those are our our two teams our two teams on by this week and i hope you guys are prepared for next week because it is going to suck so uh as you guys can tell it is still only me 
There hasn't been a doorbell. So yeah, it really is only me. <laughs> Unfortunately, with all the weird scheduling, we don't have another guest this week. This is really sad. You guys don't understand, like, especially right now, spending all this time by myself on this pod. This is lonely. I'm like really lonely. So I'm definitely looking forward to next week where we'll be back to our regular scheduled itinerary and have a guest again. And we only have two left. So super excited. We're almost through all of you and so happy you guys have been able to join us. Can't wait till next week. And now for our week 12 results. They're actually pretty exciting. I I think so anyways. So it happened. Someone got a star next to their name. And it was Lynn. Lynn got the star. Congratulations, Lynn. You've made it. You're locked for the playoffs. Although I don't think you're locked for the bye still. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if you can hold on to that first place spot. But for now, you are locked in for the playoffs. So good job. You're the only team. None of us are surprised. But now that means you can bench all your players. So let's go ahead and do that. Thanks. Obviously, we still have people fighting for playoff spot. I am now in second place. Eight and four record. Go me. Super happy. Um, But still not feeling very secure. There is not a star next to my name. So anything can happen, guys. Then we have quite the bunch from third through sixth place in our rankings all at seven and five we have lou on top who had a huge win against castro he jumped up to third from fifth castro obviously lost in that matchup and he has now dropped down to fourth from second and arthur has jumped up to fifth and chris who shockingly suffered a loss to jay dropped from third to sixth So we do have everyone who's in the playoffs um, from third to sixth with the same record. So this set of matchups this week is going to be a big deal for all of them to hopefully secure their spots. But if they don't, they do have people on their heels. We have in seventh and eighth, Rox and PJ, who are both sixth and sixth, fighting their way to try and earn a spot in the playoffs. We'll need Commissioner Johnny to confirm this, but somehow PJ beat Rox this last week, but she's still ahead of him in ranking. So I'm guessing it was a tied record between the two of them that is then being decided by their points because Rox does have more points than PJ, um, but hopefully Kamish can confirm that. Then in ninth at five and seven, we have Commissioner Johnny. He does blame Aaron Jones for his for crushing his playoff dreams. But I, you know, if he could pull off another win this week, then who knows? Maybe he still has a chance. He has two more weeks to still make it. So Johnny, don't give up hope yet. You might still be in it. Who knows? Or you might already be entering your rebuilding phase like the next three. From 10 to 12th, we still have Adrian, Jay, and Fred. Adrian and Jay are both at four and eight. So they're getting some wins still. Good job, guys. And Fred, who is at the bottom, two and ten. Hey, Fred, at least your record is better than the 1-9-1 Texans. So that's something to be proud of. We have our top leaders for this week. 
Lou at 167.76 comes in as our number one performer. Again, had a huge win against Castro. Good job, Lou. Then I came in in second with 154.84 points. And if you guys haven't been paying attention, Johnny came in third with 154.74. I had 0.84. He had 0.74. According to our weekly report, my victory was by a margin of 0.1%. That's insane. I mean, I think that's close. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who thinks it's crazy, but that's pretty crazy to me. Like, every, I mean, I think everyone was sort of paying attention to um, that game, the Green Bay game that night, and I couldn't even watch. I couldn't even watch. There was no way. I just kept seeing Aaron Jones get points, and I, I thought that was it. I thought I had lost. So, yeah, I think uh, PJ was texting me <laughs> and he texted me at the end and I for sure thought that that text was him telling me like hey you, you played well but obviously it was tight and Johnny came out with the win but no I still won so sorry Johnny I really thought you had it I don't know how I pulled that one off but you, we did talk about getting ties last week so I mean we almost had it I did not think it was possible but we really did almost have it so that would have been really cool, but also not wanted. Obviously, Lou was our best performance this week, which means we do have to have someone at the bottom. Not shockingly, it was Fred, though more shockingly was his points, 49.38. Fred, I'm not even really sure what happened to your team. I was trying to Look, look at your lineup for last week and it was a little confusing. I can't tell if just a bunch of players didn't play or they played but didn't get any points. I'm very confused, but somehow you did not even get 50 points this week, which is crazy because I feel like you still have some decent players on your team. So I don't know what's happened, my friend, but yeah, your team is uh, definitely suffering at the at the end of the season. Well, we're in for a treat on this one, guys and ladies, ladies and gentlemen. I am very curious to hear about what happened here. The Fumble Games has had their 10th elimination. There are six teams remaining. Six teams. Didn't you guys start with 16? Now you are down to six. Oh, that would make sense, right? 10th elimination, there's 16 remaining. I can clearly do math well. <laughs> but anyways, take it away, boys, and tell us all about the Fumble Games. And now, live from Orlando with your commissioner, Johnny, and guest starring Lou. We're talking about the Fumble Games, guys. How are we doing? Ooh, I'm back. I'm the ghost of District 5. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Go Speak here, uh, going over the Fumble Games. Coming from you live and direct from Orlando, Lou and I just finished uh, four days at Disney World, still have one more day to go. I don't know what's going on with the pod right now. We've I, I've left Miss Crispy all alone, and she can't do math. I'm worried about what else kind of content she's producing solo right now. We were having time zone issues as well, so clearly there are math issues happening right now with our 
Good, good thing she's a lawyer. That's all, that's all I have to say. I I don't need I don't need that kind of math in my life. Well, let's go over uh, the fumble games here and go over our tenth elimination with six teams remaining. Uh, so Damn, so many teams just gone. Who who's who's up? Who got who got eliminated? So we've had a few. Uh, members of Final Dynasty in the Fumble Games, and we've been rooting on them to continue strong. But unfortunately, this week, we lost one of our own. <gasps> Who was it? Unfortunately, it was our representative from District Number 12, Castro. Castro, Castro. What a tough week, man. Double crispy cursed. The crispy curse has been upon you. Oh, did, did he have an? Did he have something else go wrong with him last week? Well, um, I know that Miss Crispy was rooting for him to win, him and Chris. So watch out, <laughs> watch out, Chris next week. <laughs> but she was rooting for them in the fumble games, and she really, including yourself, really wanted me to lose this last week. But I beat up on Castro. <laughs> so double losses, a final dynasty loss, and the crucial last place in the fumble games that unfortunately got him eliminated really tough because he was doing really well in points i think he was fourth overall in points this whole season but like obviously you and i know all it takes is one bad week yeah uh, it doesn't matter who you have you could have the best lineup they could all just not score points yeah so the players that he's sending over to waivers now is jalen hurts we know he's big on Jalen Hurts, has him in Final Dynasty as well. Jalen Hurts on the season, he's quarterback three. Also, his wide wide receiver three on the season, Tyreek Hill, is going to waivers. Ramondre Stevenson and Alvin Kamara are some other big names that he's uh, letting go there. Man, that's that team alone right there, just those players you named could, could take you to the playoffs in any other league. Yeah, and crazy, he didn't have like a terrible week, honestly. He scored 96 points. I mean, he was 30 points behind the next worst person at 121, which obviously is is a lot, right? But Jalen Hurts had a good game. Um, Stevenson had 20 points last week. Kamara was a little down, scored 7 points. Um, Tyreek Hill was a little bit down, scored 15, where he was projected 22. Uh, The big one that hurt him was Tyler Higby, scored 0 points. Mm. And he had Patriots defense, which gave him two points. But I mean, not uh, not crazy bad a week that you know some of us have had in the fumble games. But you know, I think that speaks more to the fact that everyone else has you know stacked lineups, six other teams. Like everyone has players. Yeah, it's almost it's almost now looking like you know the DFS lineups. Like you know, you gotta you gotta almost you you have to almost look to see who would have that you know breakout game to win because. The average points when when I first started was you know like eighty ninety points now you know you gotta you gotta hit one hundred and thirty so just everybody's <laughs> everybody's team so stacked. Yeah, before a hundred was a safe number for us or for them, I should say. Uh, but now, yeah, the the next lowest person had one hundred and twenty one points. So everyone's got to be popping these big numbers to stay alive. Start picking, start picking the the star players, man, because there's a lot of people on those waivers. Yeah, so let's glance over these waivers really quick, see who's left for the six teams available. I think, you know, some quarterback highlights I'm looking at right now is Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, even Kirk Cousins. Those are solid fantasy quarterbacks right there. Those are all up for grabs. In terms of the flex ones, DeAndre Swift available, Miles Sanders. Zeke has been on waivers for a long time in this league. No one's going to take a shot on him. Anyone else that jumps out to you? 
Chris Olave just sitting there, man. Number Chris Olave, wide, yep. 15. The wide receiver 15 over on the year. Yeah, Devin Singletary available as well. So, yeah, we're getting in, in this real tight tight place. There's still um, buys that are going on. So, interesting that, you know, these are still names that are available. But, yeah, interesting for the last uh, six teams remaining. What do the uh, projections look like? You should, you should look at those. So, um, yeah, we have six teams left, so I think we can highlight some of them. So the last two players that are in both leagues, cross-league players, is Adrian. Uh, he's one of them. He's projected 139 this week. And the other one is Chris. I know, uh, I think Crispy's rooting for him right now to be uh, the, our first-time champion. And he has a really high projection. We're recording this on Thursday night, so this is after that Thursday night football game. Uh, He's projected 155, so as of right now, early in the week, but he is projected to win the week. Uh, Right now, looking at projected loser, it would be at 126.9. Could you imagine the lowest scoring team is projected to get 126 points? Yeah, you got to get a buck 30 here to... To be fit, to, to even feel safe. To feel safe, yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll keep an eye, eye, eye out for that. But, yeah, I think um, we'll, we'll see how it goes for the for the last six teams. For uh, Essentially, it, it's been the playoffs for everyone in the Fumble Games, really. But it's going to feel even more so now that there's really only six teams remaining. Where does, uh, where does prizing? When, when, when do you get prizing? After, after, which, uh, after which elimination? So I did uh, try to make this league a little bit more generous just because of, you know, the honestly, the difficult nature of it. I mean, we were 16 teams going forward. So the first team to get a prize will be the fifth eliminated team. So not this elimination, but the following elimination gets uh, half of their buy-in back. Ooh, so uh, you got to make it two more weeks and you got two money? Two more weeks to, to start getting a little, a little kashish. Don't worry, guys. I, I lost week two, so. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about any money in this league. No correction. You were the fourth elimination, so that was week three. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. No, it would have been because uh, we did no, twos and threes. So I think it was like week five or something. Yeah, and, and uh, through week four. Yeah, start of week five. All right. That's well, crazy. That's that's us live from Orlando. Take oh, it back. shout out! Uh, shout out to the crispy curse. The crispy curse has Thank you for uh, letting me beat uh, Castro there. And back to you in L.A. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. It was great to hear about that. I really don't have any idea what you just said. And hopefully it was all very kind. Moving on to our week 13 preview. Can't believe it's week 13. It's crazy. We did have some waivers this week. There was actually quite a bit. There was nine total but everyone seemed to get who they wanted to pick up. There was only one player who had uh, multiple claims, and that was Zonovan Knight. He is a Jets running back. He had two claims who ultimately went to Lynn, which means I am so sorry, Zonovan, but you're likely going to get hurt this week on Lynn's team. Sadly, we don't have any trades to talk about. Obviously, we've already passed the deadline. We're past waivers really mattering for next season so this is really just filler though i am very curious about like what we're going to be doing about trades in the off season so i'm just going to put some feelers out there right now johnny and just you know wonder are we gonna are we gonna open it up to trades in the off season and what does that look like and what does that mean and 
is there a deadline for that? Do we just let it happen willy-nilly? Can we start trading in the draft like they do in the NFL draft? This is all like very interesting things to think about. So I don't know. I'm like suddenly super into trades and I, you know, want to happen. But I don't know. I... I feel like I don't I, I <laughs> considering we just got trades like really going like this season during the season I'm not really sure if people are going to be very comfortable in the off season doing trades but who knows prove me wrong we'll see what happens all right moving on to our matchups for week 13 my predictions for week 12 were not great I only got two correct there were lots of upsets So I'm going to try and do a little more analysis this week to see if I can be better about my predictions, especially since, well, it's still just me. First up, we have Johnny's matchup with Lynn. Johnny's 5-7 team against Lynn's 9-3 team. Lynn is projected to win by with a 54% chance to Johnny's 46. But, you know, that's pretty close. You, I... Like I said earlier, I think you still have you still have a chance to get back in this, Johnny. So I wouldn't give up. I am going to take the underdog here and predict that Johnny wins this one. Next one is Fred's two two and ten team against Rox's six and six. Obviously, this is a big game for Rox. She is projected to win by seventy one percent to Fred's 29%. So that's that's a huge uh that's a that's a huge gap in uh projections. So and it kind of looks like Fred is turning into the easy win. I'm sorry, Fred. But so I'm going to say Rocks Rocks does take this and maybe actually can secure her spot in the playoffs. Next one is Lou's 7 and 5 team against Chris's 7 and 5 team. Chris is projected to win with a 53% chance to lose 47% chance. I mean, you guys, we talk about this every time we get a matchup like this. Same record, huge game, implications for the playoffs. This is the matchup of the week. Both teams are a little banged up from last week, so it's a little hard to say. I I went back and forth on this one, just checking on their matchups, who they're going up against, what they've been doing, um, whether or not they're healthy. So I don't know. This one is super tough. Can Lou make it a three-week win streak? He's on two wins right now. I'm sure he would love that third win. But also, you know, Chris really wants that revenge win from last week after lo- having lost. Um, so it's super tough. I really think that this one can go either way. But I don't know. I, I, my gut says Lou, I think. So let's, let's go Lou. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the win on this one. Next matchup we have is Castro seven and five team against Jay's four and eight team. Uh, they're both projected to win 50% chance. I, I checked their, uh, their matchup, wanted to make sure nobody had any teams on, on any players on a buy still in their lineup. So I'm actually really surprised this is a this is a tied matchup. I if it wasn't for the head-to-head record between Lou and Chris, I would call Castro and Jay's matchup the game of the week to be to be watching. Obviously I can't because I think the Lou and Chris one is a lot more important. Sorry, you guys. But I I, I think this is also a, a really good one to keep an eye out on. 
But yeah, I mean, Jay had a very surprising win last week against Chris. So I don't know. I mean, let's keep the shakeup going. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jay in this one. So Jay, let's let's see if you can get another win and up your record. Next matchup we have is PJ six and six team against Arthur's seven and five team. Another uh, projection that I was kind of shocked by: um, Arthur has is projected to win sixty five percent chance to PJ's thirty five percent chance. I checked I checked the, their lineups. It looks like all of their players are good to go. So I'm I'm really surprised that PJ that you're um, projected so low on this one. So it's it's not looking good for you, PJ. But maybe this is the week that Brady goes off. Last time he played the Saints in week two, he didn't even get nine points. So I could see him coming into this one and you know trying to prove that he's the supposed goat that he is. And just racking you up a lot of points. So I'm going to go again. Another underdog pick here. I'm taking PJ to win. And obviously, you know, if PJ gets the win here, that's huge implications for the for his playoffs uh, chances. So let's go, PJ. And last but certainly never least is my matchup. My 8-4 and four team against Adrian's 4-8 and eight team. I am projected to win a 61% chance to Adrian's 39% chance. However, there is a weird little uh, coincidence here in terms of these numbers. Last week, Lynn had these exact same percentage to win against Adrian and lost. Yes, that is right. If you guys weren't paying attention, she has a star by her name, even though she lost. Ugh. Anyways, Adrian, I need to win this way more than you do. Please put someone on your bench. Please, 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 please. Pretty please. Either way, I am obviously picking myself to win, although I am nervous based on these numbers. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you still doing this? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm still doing this. I'm not going to leave our listeners hanging. Oh, I thought you'd be done already. Uh, well, I'm in line for the uh, Seven Dwarves Mine Ride right now, so you want to wrap up the pod together, I guess? Sure. Let's do it. Have you been on this ride, by the way? It's super awesome. No, I haven't. The line's always like super long. <laughs> it is long, um, but it's worth it. There's this thing where you spin some gems and we unlocked like Snow White. It was pretty cool. Oh, what? I need to go back. Yeah. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it is fun. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, yeah, not hopefully. You, I, I know you did a great job with the pod. Thank you for uh, uh, holding down the fort as I am still in vacation and unable to do it full time. Yeah, well, it was nice of you to to bring in in Lou for the fumble games and talk about that. So at least everyone doesn't have to listen to me for however long this episode ends up being. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to our regular schedule, uh, back to the interviews and back to our, our normal as we finish off the regular season as we get into the playoffs. How cool is that uh, playoff counter in Sleeper, by the way? Oh, yeah. I was, um, when it started at first, I was a little confused. I was like, <laughs> it said like 15 days, and I definitely thought it said hours. And I was like, wait, what? No, it's not like that soon. <laughs> and then it glitched. I don't know if you saw it, but then it said like 21 days, and I was like, wait, what week is the playoffs? And me and Lou were doing some math, and we got super confused. Uh, <sighs> but now it looks like it's cracked. We're good. No, I definitely missed the glitch, but no, it is, it's, it's very cool, but also feels like an impending doom clock. 
(laughs) (laughs) For some more than others. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right, my friends. Well, as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell all your friends. Uh, Also, find us on Twitter at Noka underscore pod. That's all I got. That's all I got. I've said a lot already. I think they're done with me. Oh, they're done with your voice. I'm sure they're not done with your voice. But uh, as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone in week 13, unless you're playing one of us. In which case, we hope you lose. Bye, everybody. Bye.